Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bull Brock. Joint practices for the Arizona Cardinals as they <laughs> prep for the Tennessee Titans with the Tennessee Titans, Bull Brock. And a uh, lot of fun takeaways. We were just talking about it off-air. Thank goodness there was a spirited, heated practice to talk about. Yeah, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins reminding everybody, if in case they forgot, that he is still an elite wide receiver, put on an absolute show in Nashville against the Titans. It's like Arizona Cardinals going to Tennessee, it seems to be just a magic elixir for this team. They seem to just have a lot of success there. And the Titans, now the last two times, are trying to pick up the pieces after the Arizona Cardinals came to town. That's right. Everybody remembers last year's ass-kicking in Week 1. The Titans were the number one seed in the AFC. But before all of that, in the playoffs, Kyler Murray and company went to Tennessee Week 1 and put up uh, five touchdowns on the young Titans. And uh, sounds like the Cardinals, by and large, based on the comments uh, from Mike Vrabel, their head coach, that being the Tennessee Titans, uh, gave their AFC counterpart a a pretty good ass-kicking in practice today. You mentioned DeAndre Hopkins. Listen, it's criminal. It's a shame he's not playing within the first six weeks. He looks fantastic, as good as he's ever looked. You know, Byron Murphy had a pick to end practice. That's on Twitter. He looks fantastic. Zach Allen looks good. I mean, there's a ton to talk about, but I I think we should start first with the cornerback room, Bo Brock, because Byron Murphy has kind of, I think, flown a little bit under the radar to begin the season based on the fact that, number one, we have all this concern surrounding Marco Wilson. Robert Alford isn't back. There's been talk about moving Byron inside, keeping him inside. Will he play outside? He's in a contract year. And then he has one of his best days of practice today against, you know, another team. I think it just speaks to we shouldn't forget about Byron Murphy and potentially maybe this is the year. He started out fast last year. But, Bobrock, maybe this is the year that the number 33rd overall pick back in 2019 puts it all together and becomes that, you know, top 10 cornerback in the NFL that we all think he can be. I mean, this is all what the Arizona Cardinals wanted. They they want to have their stars fly under the, ro- the the radar. They want their guys to kind of there to be a massive smoke screen as far as what their true role is going to be and how this organization is going to utilize them. And you know, they'll throw out little uh, buzzwords in in phrases in press conferences and say that you know we want to play Byron inside. And you know, it might be 
had a necessity that he's playing outside, but he's looked fantastic. At least he did in his first like real reps of this training camp and preseason. And to kind of see that and see this team as a whole kind of play so well, it proves a very valuable point that when the lights come on, that this team can turn it on. And that and that's a big, big key here for this Arizona Cardinals team, including Byron Murphy, because they all fly under the radar because they're not doing anything. They're not playing in preseason games where most of the fans and people can watch them. You know, nobody's, you know, hyped about James Conner and could he duplicate his season? Is he going to be a fantasy darling again? And Kyler Murray continues. The last time we saw Kyler Murray playing a game was against the Rams. So, like, that was the last taste the national audience got of this Arizona Cardinals team. And I think they want it that way. They want to fly under the radar until week one against the Kansas City Chiefs so they can have the absolute element of surprise. I mean, yeah. remember when Cliff Kingsbury was the head coach, Johnny? They would just hired him. We had no effing clue what this offense was going to look like. And they gave us like three yep. plays in the, in the preseason. It was just like they were hiding everything. They, they hide everything. That's just how that, that's part of their game. Uh, and, and today, you know, I don't want to put too much stock in a joint practice, but it was it's been more important than the results that we've seen in the preseason so far. I think you have to believe that. No question. Preseason, you know, with all due respect, backups, third to four stringers. Right. And, you know, I I agree with 91 Clay home in the chat here. Byron Murphy uh, was compromised in the second half of last year, but he was fantastic in the first half. Probably was on a Pro Bowl trajectory last year. If you remember the game against the LA Rams in I think week four, when both teams were three and zero, overstepping or undercutting, either it was Al, uh, Odell Beckham or Cooper Cup had an interception. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. God, I'm sorry, Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. Sorry. Yeah, forget he was even on the team. Yeah. Um, but Byron played some of his best football within the first eight to ten weeks, as did many of the Cardinals, and that's what led them to their undefeated record. And then everybody kind of fell off a cliff in the second half because of injuries because of lapses, coaching, whatever it was. But Byron, to me, we had a chance. He, um, shameless plug, friend of the program, he was at our NFL draft party in late April, Bo, and you just forget how young he is. He, he is a baby in this league. Isn't he like 23, 24 years old? He came in the NFL. He and Kyler were their first and second round picks, respectively, back in 2019. And we all know Kyler's young. He's 25 years old. Byron is even younger than that, coming out of Washington, and now he is the default leader in the secondary. There is no Robert Alford now, or presumably there won't be for the foreseeable future. It is it is Byron Murphy's opportunity, number seven now, to take this position unit by hold. And uh, again, I have legitimate concerns. We're going to talk about Antonio Hamilton later, but Marco Wilson's not had a good camp, right? A bunch of unproven guys. Josh Jackson, say what you want. Byron is your known commodity. And maybe, Bo, maybe it just takes the Cardinals to thrust that responsibility onto him, saying, like, this is it, Byron. You're our CB1. You're going to get everybody's best week in and week out. We know you struggled in the second half of last year, especially in the red zone, gave up a lot of touchdowns. But we, we feel like you're going to put it all together. And then, as a result, Byron, we're going to pay you at the end of the year what we both feel like you deserve. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the absolute, like, glass half full outlook on this and sure I mean I don't think that Byron has given you any reason in practice or you know obviously not playing in preseason to to think otherwise I mean year three is huge as far as or four is huge as far as development and you know he's playing for a contract and if he's he's gonna do it he's gonna do it this year it's gonna be big for him to see what he's either gonna get to be retained and sign a huge extension or what he's gonna get on the open market can he be 
you know, the next guy to to kind of parlay these contract years into a big payday. And the only way to do that is to to really uh, show up and show out during the regular season. And he's he's got, you know, I, I'd be hard pressed to find a free agent, impending free agent corner that's going to have more pressure on their shoulders than Byron Murphy, you know, just based on the talent or lack thereof around him. I mean, it's it's going to be big for him. Uh, I, I think that we realistically need to be looking at him as playing on the outside. Yeah. But very similar to the role like he, he played last year. Um, and, and we'll probably see Isaiah in the slot. Um, you know, maybe who, whoever doesn't start outside of Antonio and, and Marco, you know, maybe they, they slide in there. They're playing nickel. So it's, it's really going to be interesting. But, you know, I think, the view, very few answers that we have as far as this defensive secondary, at least the cornerback room, is it's Byron Murphy that you can you can rely on him to play solid ball. Well, you, you mentioned Isaiah Simmons. One of the tweets we got out and the reporters that were in Nashville covering practice doing a fantastic job. Something that you've seen on on regularity ball when you've been at practices is the fact that Isaiah Simmons, you talk about potentially hiding things. feels like they might be hiding Isaiah Simmons' role just a little bit where we got noticed today playing pass rusher, playing corner, or we feel like nickel corner, slot corner, and also talking about, you know, playing, um, I think, inside linebacker, secondary, edge rusher. I mean, he's going to have kind of be a jack of all trades, and they've tried that in the past, but no no more so than they've done in this offseason, really leaning into it. And I, I get it. I know there was a report like he got burnt deep on a play and whatever. Like it, you give a plays, it happens. It's practice. It is what it is. Um, but I, I will say, like, if they are able to manufacture pressure with Isaiah, I think that's a win because I think it's his pass rushing ability, which was so often on display at Clemson, has been grossly underutilized by Vance Joseph and the Cardinals. He's fantastic in coverage. I mean, like, I every, I want to see Isaiah everywhere, but what his role has been, and that's the traditional. <laughs> downhill run stuffing inside linebacker because I think he's just too talented. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it was interesting to see the quote from Ryan Tannehill about how the Arizona Cardinals defense was just throwing looks at them that they'd never seen before and that they'd never seen at the NFL level. And, you know, Vance Joseph, we know that he's a, he's a rascal, right? He likes to dial up you pressure from weird spots and weird situations. And he's just not your traditional defensive play caller and, you know, with his back against the wall without having an elite pass rush specialist like Chandler Jones and not having, you know, guys that he can rely upon in the defensive secondary, you know, he, he's going to have to really turn this this defense into that amoeba where opposing offenses, they can't, they, they won't be able to, tie, to diagnose what they're seeing right from the jump and, and use that to their advantage. Cause they're going to have to pull out all the tricks right now, all the tricks that Vance Joseph has, you know, he's going to have to throw in, in game one too, Johnny. I mean, it's going to be up against one of the most elite offenses in the NFL that it has to offer. So uh, yeah, it's Isaiah Simmons. He's a big part of that because he's the most versatile of all the players. And he's going to be the one that's going to be moving around more often than anybody else. And, you hope, you know, you hear that, you know, it was reported that he learned six positions during his rookie season, and that's drinking from a fire hose. And you saw him look a little bit more comfortable, but still was lost a little bit last year. You hope that he's just dialed in. He knows everything that he needs to know to be successful and, and be that versatile defender that they want him to be. I don't think it's going to be seamless. When we talked to Vance Joseph after, what was it, the red and white scrimmage or 
one of the open practices, and we we asked about both of those players, both Zayvon Collins and, and Isaiah Simmons, and it really felt like Vance was just like, Isaiah needs to learn the playbook and learn what we're throwing at him. And, I mean, that that is, I would say, not encouraging for the fact that, that you're saying that about a third-year player, but also if you're trying to make up his role from scratch, maybe it's on you, the coaching staff, for giving him too much. I mean, it's hard enough to play one position in the NFL, and you're going to ask this kid to play three or four. I, I, here's what I, I think we should all temper our expectations for Simmons early in the year, just like the defense as a whole. I think everybody's going to be kind of feeling out the roles a little bit. It's going to be a learning curve. A bunch of new faces are going to be starting on this defense, especially in the back seven, especially in the secondary. Give Isaiah Simmons some grace if it doesn't look great, because listen, I, I think the Cardinals offense, there's a lot of expectations and rightfully so. And we expect Kyler Murray and the offense to be pumping on all cylinders, even without D hop. But the defense to me, You've got Isaiah Simmons playing a new role. Zavin's playing full-time. The cornerback situation's a hot mess disaster, at least to the public. There's no Chandler Jones. Like, for, We need to take a deep breath there and just say, okay, let's let's just take away some some baby steps, some positives, even if the final score might be ugly defensively. Um, I do like this comment from Jalen Blair. This, of course, mm-hmm. came out of reports that Zach Allen, quote, couldn't be blocked. Zach uh, looks like he put on maybe 30 pounds. He is enormous. Um, and the biggest thing for Zach, I think, is consistency, Bo, and being on the field, staying out of the training room. Uh, yeah. He is kind of a J.J. Watt Jr.-esque type of player. Saw the pick six last year, very athletic. Has always been super athletic coming out of Boston College. First pick in the third round. Like th- These are the kind of players the Cardinals, and I give them credit. Like We all pound the table for free agents, go sign Trey Flowers, go sign Joe Hayden, blah, blah, blah. Cardinals are dead set this year for better or worse, finding out what they have internally. Like, can do we need to pay Byron Murphy? Okay, let's make a decision this year. He's our CB1. Are we going to pay Zach Allen? Okay, we're not going to sign any defensive lineman. Go and play 17 games. We'll write you a check in February, March if, if you play well. Like, and I'm all for that because, again, yeah. the same thing. You say the same thing with Simmons and Zayvon Kyle, everybody else. The defense is very much like the trades are coming on offense. The acquisitions, Hollywood Brown, Cody Ford, Will Hernandez. Zach Ertz last year, Trey McBride, all the new pieces are on offense. It really does feel like, Bo, the defense is like, run it back with everybody we had in-house last year, make it work, and if you don't make it work, then we're, we're moving on this, this offseason. And I, you know what? I don't hate it because I've seen this organization too many times, Bo, not play somebody or not put them in the best position to succeed, and then they go elsewhere like a Devondre Campbell, like a Hassan Reddick, and they have a, you know, a rejuvenation to their career. I love what I've seen from Zach Allen, you know, a, a guy that got healthy this offseason. He had ankle surgery, basically set his ankle. He really didn't have any kind of ligaments around his ankle. That doesn't sound great. You know, I can't imagine that it translates to being a successful football player. Um, but, you know, I'm not a doctor, nor am I, you know, an expert NFL X's and O's guy. But, you know, Zach Allen, all I've seen from him all training camp is he's J.J. Watt's shadow. And, and, and it's more it's more actually of uh, uh, two peers, two two colleagues, you know, talking shop and, and talking about they how they can get. Other. Yeah, they, absolutely. And, uh, you know, when when J.J. Watt's been out like the lone practice I was out in Tempe at yesterday, you know, it was Zach Allen. He was when when the defensive guys, especially those interior guys, got to in their own huddle. It was Zach Allen leading those guys. And, and yeah. you like the kind of he's stepping up as there is kind of a, a void in leadership on, on this, you know, relatively young defense outside of JJ Watt, uh, that Zach Allen in a contract year is, is poised with, with the caveat, right. 
can he stay healthy? And if he can, yeah, look out because he he's a guy that's making some noise and made some noise today from our sources there at, at camp. Darren Urban did a great job from azcardinals.com and Cam Cox from 12 News. Those were our sources. I saw Ben Arthur from covering the, the Titans had a couple uh, interesting just tidbits. So it, it it seemed like it was it was a solid day. You know, Cliff Kingsbury said they got exactly what they wanted out of this. And that's exciting to me. I mean, I think, you know, from a very subdued training camp and preseason for this Arizona Cardinals team, for them to go into Nashville, have this one day because they knocked it down because they were bit by the injury bug to, to have such a successful kind of couple hours out there in Nashville. That's that's good for this Arizona Cardinals team. So I just put together, this is a list of like five or six guys the Cardinals have taken the top four rounds um, since Kyler Murray was drafted in 2019. Uh, let's see if I can display this on the screen here. So we've got Zach Allen, Byron Murphy, Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons, Rashard Lawrence, Leckie Fotu. This is the year where we find out if what we have yeah. with all of those guys. Uh, Byron yeah. Murphy, Zach Allen are free agents to be. Zayvon Collins didn't play last year. Simmons is in, a, I would say, a critical year as the top 10 pick. And Rashad Lawrence and Leckie Fotu, listen, if they pop, maybe the Cardinals don't have to splurge on you know, a free agent or a draft pick next year. But I can tell you one thing. If Rashad Lawrence, Leckie Fotu, and Zach Allen are all underwhelming and Watt is your best defensive lineman or he gets hurt, like the Cardinals are going to remake their defensive line. So everybody on this list right now needs to make a case to stick around. It's just so funny. Like, it's all on the defensive side. I have no question marks about anybody on the offensive side that this team has drafted and developed, right? I feel really good. I've seen Rondell more flash enough, like if he stays healthy, he, he's going to be a really nice player. You know, we know what Kyler Murray is. The offensive line, DJ Humphreys just got extended. Uh, you know, all the free agents just seem to mesh well. And I think that's just a product of, number one, you did the right thing by hiring an offensive coach in an offensive league. And then also, uh, Kyler Murray makes everybody better. I want to see Vance Joseph make everybody on this list better in 2022. And then, Bo Brock, I am willing to gamble on the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, and speaking of gambling, if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, college football right around the corner this Saturday. They call it Week Zero. We got some games going on, and you can bet on them using DraftKings. You use that promo code PHNX, bet just $5 on any college football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. ASU's ready to have their heart broken again, as is U of A here locally. We kid, but uh, we we love our, our counterparts at uh, Wildcats and Sun Devils, and you should too check out their programming. Also check out DraftKings, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details, Bo. Listen to Johnny, of course, on PHNX Bets. You can join him and Shane next Wednesday, our last Wednesday. It's right around the corner at Four Peaks on August 31st. Good food, good fun, good beer, hanging with the PHNX crew. You should do it. Speaking of last Wednesday, we're going to be announcing the next winner for our Toast of the Month sweepstakes, just like Johnny and I had the honor of doing last month. Gabriel, he was the winner. He got himself a $50 Four Peaks gift card, PHNX shirt, and a PHNX annual membership. Just go to gophnx.com. Click the link in the show notes on the podcast you're listening to or on the YouTube channel here. Got to be 21 years or older to enjoy the beer, but I believe you don't have to be 21 years or older to join our Toast of the Month sweepstakes. So check that out on the website or in the show notes here uh, on this podcast. Continuing our talk about the Arizona Cardinals and their successful scrimmage today in Nashville. 
And, uh, you know, it was DeAndre Hopkins that just lit up the world, Johnny. It was the one he, he told A.J. Green. He said he's just a bad dude. He said, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to make all one handed catches. And that's just <laughs> what he did. He just put it on display. Uh, and poor Christian Fulton, the defensive back cornerback for uh, for the Titans, just got. I don't even think. I think it's it's criminal to call it him mossing him because he didn't moss him. I mean, he just yeah. body bagged him with his most absurd one handed catch uh, in the end zone. And DeAndre Hopkins just proved like, just wait till week seven. Just wait yeah. till week seven because I'm going to be as elite as you ever thought I was. Stabbing it out of the air, I think, is more appropriate. It's snatching it. Mossing is you, you go up and you're up and get over everybody else. That was yeah. mossing it. And we love Hopkins. Hopkins is, uh, wasn't Moss like six four, six three and a half, and and uh, Hopkins is just over six feet. So uh, it makes me sad. I see it, and it's the biggest tease in the world because we're being robbed of six weeks um, for for rationale. We still don't have you know explanation to. Um, and I, I love how adamant Hopkins is because he knows it affects not only this year, but his reputation long-term and we all stand behind D hop and Kyler Murray and him look like they're going to explode the second half of this year. And maybe in a weird way, it's going to be the magic elixir, bringing him back fresh and healthy for the stretch run of games that helps to get this team and his head coach over this hump late in the season. We got some good questions in the chat. I want to get to, mm-hmm. um, pick and spreads puts out anyone else find it interesting that our top four highest graded defensive players during the preseason are all edge rushers. Victor uh, Dumakeji, uh, Devon Kennard, Dennis Gardeck, Maji Sanders found that interesting. I think so, Bo, but I also know that if Vance Joseph can do anything well, he can manufacture pressure. He did that with Hassan Reddick. He got the best year of Chandler Jones's career, like 20-plus sacks that one season. He got Dennis Gardeck this contract, frankly. like He's had issues with the inside linebacking core, obviously. We don't know what the hell's going on at cornerback but he knows how to make pass rushers, pass rushers. He took a guy like Dennis Gardeck, who was, you know, undrafted working at McDonald's and then became a special teams ace and then got seven and a half sacks out of a hundred or less pass rush attempts. I mean, that's, that's yeah. pretty incredible right there to get it out of, you know, I, I think Dennis Gardeck would agree with me saying he's not exactly the most elite of pass rush athletes. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that that's something that this team was going to trust its scouting on course they were going to see how it played out like if if it didn't the results didn't show up in the preseason games they probably would have been looking at a player like trey flowers like miami is doing or reportedly doing today johnny but uh they feel like hey we've got enough we've got enough there between duma kg and and we really like what we've seen from ij sanders and i think they like what they've seen from cameron thomas who's drafted ahead and and devon Kennard. we'll see you know he had a good game against baltimore he had a tfl and he had, uh, you know, a couple splash plays there. So, yeah, it, it's it's good. It's encouraging. I mean, but it is against uh, – we, we haven't seen them against true ones. You know, can they do it when when it's a little bit uh, – when the regular season game when it actually means something? That, that's going to be huge for the Cardinals. Another good question here. Lance S. question, if we lose the first four out of five games, is Vance on the hot seat? I've been of the mindset, Lance, that the, if the Cardinals struggle this year – and it's clearly on the defensive side, he's going to be the sacrificial lamb. And that's not to say Cliff Kingsbury is escaped from responsibility. Clearly, he'd be taking the heat nationally. But he and Steve Kime just got their new contracts. The Cardinals have invested so much into this team offensively. It almost feels like, again, with those players I brought up just a little bit ago, Bull Brock, like it's not a last stand kind of thing. They want Vance Joseph to be around. They like Vance Joseph. They feel like he's done a good job. But... I mean, all those guys that they've drafted under his watch, 
those were highly touted prospects. Byron Murphy and and Zach Allen were two of the highest. You know, they were top fifty draft picks, draft analyst grades back in in twenty nineteen. You know, there's so much talent. You've got two first round inside linebackers on your roster. Like, it's is it inexcusable to have a defense that struggles? You know, week one to week seventeen. I think so. I, I don't think you can be a fourth-year defensive coordinator with the same group of guys and just completely fall off a cliff. Um, that said, like I mentioned earlier, I expect some transition in the first four to six weeks uh, as people get comfortable in their new roles, of course, and the Cardinals' schedule doesn't help anything. But, Bo, I, I'm of the mindset. like if, It feels like if they miss the playoffs this year in an ugly fashion and the offense does its part, like he could be gone. Well, yeah, I mean, that that's, that's a different qualifier, right? I mean, I, I think that as far as the first four to five games and if they looked overmatched, if, if they look absolutely brutal, if they look like yeah. the beginning of 2019 where, you know, they're just a hot knife through butter from the opposing offense, then, then yes. Then yeah, that, that's an indictment as far as poor coaching. And it's, it's just, you know, I, I don't care how much money you didn't spend on the defensive side of the football. It's, it's, you got to have a better product than that, but you know, four or five, like, I think that they'll be if they're competitive and you know it's they're just losing games. I don't think that they'll look to scapegoat anybody. You see that this organization marks marches to its own feet, right? Like they don't they love Vance Joseph. Like Cliff Kingsbury believes he's going to be a head coach again after how big a epic failure it was in Denver. I don't care that he didn't have a quarterback. Um, it, it's this team believes in him, and look, he he's proven that he can do a lot with less. Uh, mm-hmm. during his tenure so far. So that's what you want from your coaches, but there are, that's not without frustration. I'm not oblivious to that. And I'm not, you know, making excuses for, for Vance Joseph, but I think that, uh, I mean, you can, if, if they lose four or five games and you want, and you, it, the defense is, is under the microscope for that, you, you probably could point to the lack of money that was spent there. Now who did that? It wasn't Vance Joseph. So yeah, I, I don't know, you know, but who, who's the one that kind of, can, can kind of do no wrong is kind of Teflon in this organization. That's, that's a, also, that's another podcast. You have to remember too, is I mean, Cliff Kingsbury didn't have options to find a defensive coordinator. Kime hired Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph came to Arizona having very minimal connections with this organization. And I, I, they had to court Vance Joseph here once upon a time because Cliff Kingsbury yeah. couldn't build a defensive staff. He didn't have the contacts. And so mm-hmm. I, I think Cliff likes Vance a lot and they, he's a co-head coach he he owns the defense for better or worse, and uh, and again, I, I I thought he did a great job first half of the year, and then like everybody else, it fell off, and and he was partially to blame for that. Um, well, should we get? Let, to, go ahead. Let me just say this real quick, and to just to show that I I can play both sides of the line here, and mm-hmm. I think it's important because you're they, a company they, man. Don't get me wrong, you're a company <laughs> man. Uh, as far as like the the Chandler Wooten situation, it, it concerns me. Right, you know, we see Chandler Wooten play some pretty solid downs for this team. Brian Baldinger tweeted out a couple videos from his all 22 view of Chandler Wooten making a, he had two tackles for a loss and he had the pick. I mean, it was thrown right between the five and the zero from, uh, from the, the Ravens backup quarterback, but yeah, um, Wooten looked good. And you're like, okay, we're seeing this in the second half preseason game. And it's because you know, all training camp long, and I was there every single practice, and I saw every you know every single snap that they played. And you see a guy like Wooten, and you like all the things that come from playing in the SEC, playing linebacker for a big program like Auburn, being a captain. It's almost like those him, things are important. You see him buried, 
on the depth chart behind guys still like it, it's Zavin. Obviously you want Zavin to get his reps, right? That's the big emphasis here. Then you've got guys like Nick Vigil who's trying to get up to speed coming over on a free agent contract. Joe Walker continues to take reps. You no more Ezekiel Joe Walker, Turner. please. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like these young players continue to take a back seat for whatever reason. And it's just like, why did Chandler I, Wooten have to make all those big plays just to even get a chance? And who knows? I I, I would guarantee he's going to play a ton on Saturday. Is that going to be enough for the guy for them to keep? Uh, I, I don't know, but I know there's going to be a mutiny if he gets cut in in favor of Tanner Vallejo or Joe Walker, because uh, that's a joke. Um, and again, I know they, those guys might be more seasoned on special teams, but give me the rookie who's flash that played big boy football in the SEC. I have, we have seen the best and the worst from Tanner Vallejo and Joe Walker. I don't need to see anymore. No, thank you. All right, let's get to, uh, I think, the, the two odd-button topics, it feels like, for the duration of this preseason are, what the hell are they doing at corner, and what are they going to do with Andy Isabella? So let's start with cornerback, Bo Brock, because uh, Antonio Hamilton uh, was not at practice yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. It was said that he was dealing with, um, he had a doctor's appointment, right? It's like, hey, you got to go have a checkup. Uh, he wasn't at practice today. And so that prompted the media and their good graces to ask Cliff Kingsbury why he wasn't at practice. And Cliff said the following, he's still being evaluated, which is new. We didn't know he was being evaluated yesterday. And then somebody followed up and said, well, what's wrong with him? And then Cliff said, of course, in true Cliff Kingsbury fashion, we will let you know week one when we have to on the injury report. So Antonio Hamilton has something, and he's their CB2. It's not ideal. I'm not going to pretend to guess what it is because I don't trust Cliff one iota. It's clear it's something moderately severe that he's missing practice and he's going to the doctor. And then everybody in the chat wants to know, like, if not now, when? Sign some flipping quarter cornerbacks because right now it's Byron. It's Marco, it's Josh Jackson, and it's a lot of meh. And I don't know where where's the sense of urgency. I have I, I have no clue. I mean, it's been two damn years that the, that they've needed cornerbacks. They've needed to upgrade this position, and they just haven't. And they've needed corners. They still need corners. For the love of God, go get a corner. I I don't know what's going like get get two corners. even with Antonio Hamilton. Yes, go get go get two guys. It's sad that we're having this conversation like but all due respect to Antonio Hamilton, like he's like some pro bowler, like he's right. some like cemented piece. Yeah. I don't feel great with Antonio Hamilton playing regular season it's, snaps. I'm sorry, yeah. Antonio. It, it's yeah, it's Stockholm syndrome. That's what it is. I mean, we've yes. been beaten and believing that Antonio Hamilton is like if we don't have him, it, that's going to be the missing piece. It's like, no, we, you're, you're missing pieces already, even with him in the fold. So, you know, you would hope that this is a guy that has been waiting for his opportunity. He's been preparing for this opportunity. We talked to him last week and, you know, he's been the bottom of every depth chart that he's been a part of. And now, you know, he gets his opportunity and he, I don't, we don't know what he's dealing with. Uh, the quote, it's interesting, you know, like we'll tell you when we have to tell you. It's interesting. I mean, Cliff, like he tells us that. Yeah, like that Pew's doing dealing with a stinger and he's telling us, you know, you know, it's a minor knee for for Marquise Hayes, but they don't want to tell us what's going on with Antonio Hamilton. I, I don't I don't know how they decide what they want to disclose and what they don't, or if it's just something that it, it's not like a, a you know, a normal football injury like a knee or something, and, and they're just trying to figure it out. Picking spreads. I mean, this is this I think underlines everything. They had huge plans for Jeff Gladney. Steve Kime called Jeff Gladney and said it was like having two firsts this year. They really did believe he was going to play a big part in their in their second area. I'm not going to begin to pretend like he was lighting the world on fire during offseason team activities, but he was around. The guys really liked him. 
It's horrific, tragic what happened to him, and it threw a wrench in their plan. But I'm not using that as an excuse because that happened when? Late March, early April? They still had the draft and much of free agency left, and they oh, haven't done anything. Fourth. When was it? Wasn't it July 4th? I thought it was right after. Maybe it was later. You're right. You're right. It was later. Well, they still had opportunities to sign people in free agency, and they worked out every corner imaginable in the draft, and they didn't take one until Christian Matthews later. Um, you mentioned Justin Pugh, and I was kicking around this idea earlier today. You know, they gave up a pretty significant pick for Cody Ford, who wasn't supposed to start in Buffalo, who is going to be in a contract year. Is there something we don't – is Cody Ford a contingency plan if, like, Justin Pugh opts to retire – and I was thinking about that today. Pew floated around the idea of retirement uh, this offseason. Like he's retiring after this season. He almost retired this offseason. He lost all this weight. Uh, do you like is what if I put the odds 50-50? Are those good odds that Justin Pugh stays or retires? I feel like it's even money right now that we could maybe not see Justin Pugh again. And I, that might be running with a narrative that's not out there yet. Let's say his stinger is in his neck, right? Like, is he coming back from that? Or is he just like, guys, I'm going to do my own thing? Because what what would prompt the Cardinals to make this trade for Cody Ford? And immediately he gets there. Cody Ford was today at practice in Tennessee, and he's starting at left guard. I I don't think we're done with that story yet, Bo. I don't think we can sweep that under the rug. Yeah, it's 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 definitely interesting and not one to just kind of, I, I think like a lot of the things this offseason, it's not nothing, right? It's not but uh, I'm more excited about what the reports were on Cody Ford getting in there. And yeah, he's nasty that he was able to just get in there and pick up enough about the offense because it, what we've heard even from Hollywood Brown, it's very similar to what they did at Oklahoma uh, for him to slide in there and, and be able to, and get the, you know, what, what people were kind of saying about his game, how he's nasty. You love that. You love that. Especially when with like the arch enemy being, Aaron Donald of the Arizona yeah. Cardinals. You love that you've got two interior just dogs, just Rottweiler, pit bull top type guys and Will Hernandez and, and Cody Ford who are going to make damn sure that number 99 doesn't step out of line. Uh, you know, a guy who has an affinity for putting his hands around opposing players' necks and stuff like that. That ain't happening. Like they're going to play the Dennis Rodman of the, of the, the Bulls. Or if you try, if you step out of line, those guys are going to get in your face. I like that they have an edge. Uh, you know, they still have to prove a lot on the field as far as protection and all that and, and run blocking. But I like that they have an edge. I, I think that these are two guys that can go for broke this season. That it's a very, you know, it's a, it's a it's a huge part of their careers to prove that they can play at this level. I just I like I like that those they they've got two dogs that they can lean back on because I feel like guys like Rodney Hudson and Justin Pugh have made their money. They played a long career and uh, they, they've already done it. And, and I like that you have a mean streak in a couple of these guys. Yeah, I would say uh, I'm a hundred percent with you. Nasty nastiness is something this offensive line has not been associated with. And I agree with Lance. I like the depth up front still without, without Pew being, being out or with Pew being out with Marquise Hayes being out. Got some inter- interchangeable pieces. Um, right, uh, Raymond saying, let's not forget Marquise Hayes. I think we all are, are are hoping that he can be somebody that is a factor on this offensive line sooner rather than later. Uh, either one, I don't know about this. I, I would love to see this happen. Hernandez is the Donald neutralizer. Uh, Giants fans may scoff at that, but he's, he's looked fantastic during cards camp. Um, Hernandez, Hudson, Ford is your interior offensive line today. What a stark contrast to what we saw last year when it was – 
Max Garcia and Justin Pugh and whatever, Josh Jones at times. Not a good fit, but I'm going to tell you what is a good fit. More furniture hooked up the entire office at PHNX. We have our new office under construction right now. It should be ready, I want to say, in a couple days, maybe hopefully this time next week. It'll be ready by the start of the season. And if you like what you see, hopefully with our new studios and most importantly with our new furniture, you can check out morefurniture.com. They've got a huge Labor Day sale. Just visit morefurniture.com. And speaking of outings and good times this fall, uh, as we prepare for another playoff run with the Arizona Cardinals, come and hang out with us at our tailgate events for all, every home game. Myself, Bill Brock, Saul Bookman, Shane Diefenbach, PHNX tailgate is going to be out by the stadium, hanging out, doing live shows, drinking four peaks, having a good time. We want to see you there, but we also want to see you there happy and healthy. So go get a COVID-19 vaccine ASAP. They're free for everybody five and older. Those 12 and older are also eligible for a booster. All you got to do is visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for the location nearest to you and then come hang out because we want to hang out with you and we want to give you more free stuff OGs, our friends the arizona cannabis kitchen OGs brands they've got the flavoring life sweepstakes that you can enter to win not one not two but three bags of their unbelievable gummies including the orange creamsicle their tropical flavors OGs hat as well a phnx shirt of your choice phnx annual membership sign up at gophnx.com click the link in the show notes check out ogs online at ogsbrands.com or on instagram at ogsbrands that's o-g-e-e-z brands and uh, you can find their products at your local dispensary you must be one years older to purchase if you don't win the toast of the month sweepstakes john if you don't win the flavoring life sweepstakes which would get you some sweet phnx gear we've got an incredible chance right now. Uh, you've, we're, we've got our PHNX summer sale going on, and you can get some Ooh. of our hottest T-shirts for 50% off. Look at that. Oh, my God. I, I'm looking at our Bird Gang one. That's one of our top sellers. You can get that, I think, for, what, $19.99 right now. The yep. uh, the Bird on the Football, that's $19.99. You've got the uh, not Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray shirt. And then you've got a couple shirts that are going for, like, $14.99. Uh, some smoking deals there. Our hats are on sale. Go check out what's on sale for the PHNX Locker Summer Sale. Up to 50% off. That's phnxlocker.com. And you know why we're doing that. We got new stuff coming. So before the new yeah. stuff comes, get some of the season stuff to rep it this fall with us. I got my Diamondbacks tee on right now. And that team is is hot garbage, but we rep them anyway <laughs> because we rep, we rep the Valley, right? Uh, Cardinals, we feel like we're going to be pretty decent here. Uh, and, you know, speaking of decent, we transitioned into our last segment. And I put out a comment, bow on the old Twitter streets yesterday because mm. I'm, getting, I'm getting a lot of feedback that, you know, Johnny doesn't like Andy Isabella. He doesn't want him around. And, that you know, part of that's probably true. But I, I wanted to take a pulse of the fan base because Andy's had a nice offseason. And I asked everybody, would you rather just keep Andy Isabella right now, knowing you've got uncertainty with Antoine Wesley, who does not look like his return's eminent. He hasn't been practicing. Hopkins is fantastic, but we don't see him till week four, right? So you, the depth chart isn't great without, you know, those two guys. Or would you rather just take what you can get? And I'm not saying cut Andy outright, but if somebody came and said, we'll give you a six round pick form or two sevenths or whatever rotational player. And I was surprised, Bo Brock. I would say 75%, three out of four people were like, I don't want to just give Andy away. I want to keep him just in case. 
unless you get something substantial. Some people are throwing around like mid rounders. I'm like, all right, guys, oh pump the brakes a little bit. Put put down the OGs. Put down the four peaks. Right. Right. But I was surprised. I thought a lot of people and depending on what prisoner of the moment, he's playing well. But if you fast forward to when he wasn't playing well, everybody said, cut his ass, get his ass out of here. So mm. I'll pose it to you. Like, is it worth just scooping up an extra six round pick potentially next spring? Or has Andy done enough where you're like, I would be comfortable with him having to play out in necessity. This is his fourth year with Kingsbury. He's had a good preseason. His speed is a problem. He's drawing penalties. I'll put you on the record right now. What say you? Absolutely. You trade him for whatever you can get. Wow. This, this is the even this a, is even the, a 2023 fourth this round. Is the, this is the shirt. This is the the pants that you always you bought, you held on to for so long. You wanted them to wear, you wanted to wear them, but you look ridiculous in them. If you can get some lottery tickets in exchange for these, if you can get anything, if you can go on offer up and trade anything and get anything of value in return do it because look it's it's not just you, you don't just have Andy Isabella anymore in the the wide receiver room you you got a loaded room you've got two guys that fit similar profiles to what Andy can do Greg Dortch has already outplayed him and is probably already ahead of him as far as the depth is concerned team. Greg Dortch is on the team Greg Dor- I agree with that I think that Victor Bolden Jr could play a role on this team and I'll tell you this John Trey Kirkland also has had a phenomenal camp. We're not talking enough about him. He played primarily special teams on a loaded LSU team. He had another big catch for a t- This was when Ben Arthur today from Tennessee covering the Titans. Cardinals receiver John Shea Kirkland scored a touchdown up the sideline uh, in, in the two-minute drill. He scored twice in two games for the Cardinals. He's been huge for Jerry Garantano. I think if you're you're looking for a wide receiver six who can play special teams anyway, he excels at special teams. If you can get anything of value for Andy Isabella, do it right now. I don't know. Otherwise, if you think you should keep him, you should go on the show hoarding because like you probably have like a cat buried underneath a bunch of trash that you keep and you're not willing to give a up. A bunch anything, of national anytime. geographics piled up somewhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like get like the it's HS time. tape. <laughs> Give it up at this point. It's it's just not valuable to you anymore. I love Raymond's quote right here in the chat. If anybody has watched Isabella play on the pro level, and this is key, once the real bullets start flying, because the regular yes. season is different, should see this as a godsend to get something for him now in a trade. Well said. I agree, I agree with Raymond. He's had a darling preseason. Congrats to Andy. I think he'll be on an NFL roster this year. Kudos to you. Should it be the Cardinals if somebody calls comes knocking? Absolutely not. And we saw it midseason last year. It was reported by you know big journalism, big J journalists at Net- National Network saying teams are calling on Andy Isabella. Cardinals aren't ready to deal him yet. It's like, what were you doing? If you weren't going to play him in the second half of last season when Hopkins is hurt and Rondell Moore is hurt and Christian Kirk and A.J. Green are inconsistent – he got outplayed by everybody. It didn't matter that people were injured or inconsistent or hurt or whatever. He couldn't get on the field. He was inactive, right? He was the guy warming up before the game with Kyler Murray that wasn't wasn't active one on game catch day last year. So what are you what are you waiting year. for? I I don't know. I, if I'm I think they have paranoia I, that he's go ahead. I know, but you have to give that up at some point. He, they like have don't true stay, paranoia. That you don't he's stay in a relationship just because your girl's going to go hook up with a bunch of other dudes. You don't. You can't operate like that. Are you happy or you're not happy? You, you have to be prepared that your girl's right. going to go have success and rebound. And you know what you should <laughs> right. say? Kudos to you. Yes. Because we're, yes. we're both better off 
It didn't work out. But I do think they feel like if he were to go to like a New England or something and have a nice year, catch, you know, 40 Those balls or whatever. Those days are over. There have been like five guys, like in, Hunter Henry, the, Jonu Smith, uh, who, who are some of the other guys? They signed a couple lucrative deals like Nelson, Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne, who I think had decent season, but like nothing like they never still reached their potential. Like those days, like Tom Brady's not there anymore. Like those days are over. Will he go catch over 500 yards? And like you say, Hey, that's, that's a successful season compared to what we're used to seeing from Andy Isabella. I, it's just, it's the definition of insanity. As far as I'm concerned, if you can get anything of value in return, and I know it's, it's a lottery ticket, you take it. Like Cliff Kingsbury has a relationship with Mike Vrabel from their days in new England. If and the report was that Andy, Andy Isabella caught a bomb from Jerry Garantano today. Let's make he a deal. He should have gone over there and just been like, hey, Braves, you see that? You see that? I know. Hey, you guys are, yeah. Yeah. You're relying on Traylon Burks this year. Let's get you some more depth at wide receiver. Let's just. <laughs> I think Malik Willis and Andy Isabella could be dynamic in the AFC uh, for practice squad, maybe. But uh, yeah, I. I that's what I think we sh- they should do. But I think you and I are both on the. I think he makes the team. I think he makes the team yeah. as wide receiver four or five or six, five or six because of the injuries and the, and the Hopkins absence. So we're not saying that uh, we don't think he's going to be around. I think we do feel like he's going to be on the team. But uh, I think there there could be a trade to be had if Cody Ford's going for a fifth. Andy Isabella could go for something similar. Depending on how desperate you are, that's yeah. a position. That's a position where you know the Nikhil Harry thing's different because he had more money attached to him, and there have been questions about his work ethic. Like Andy, for better or worse, good dude, really good dude, works hard, right? And you could just say like, "Hey, we just got too much talent. We're too stacked here. We got all these elites, and there's just no place for him." But he could go somewhere and be a wide receiver two or three for somebody. Like that's bullshit. But if I'm kind, come on now, work your magic. Although there's no more Bill O'Brien to to screw in trades anymore <laughs> like once upon a time. Uh, I want everybody right now to like this video. It helps share this video on YouTube's algorithm. So go and click that big thumbs up. We're doing these shows on the reg. We've got a big post-game show planned for Saturday night. We can talk about finalizing this 53-man roster for the Arizona Cardinals. And then just two weeks from Sunday, guys, Bo Brock's going to be live at State Farm Stadium. Week one against Patrick Mahomes and company. We will be in our brand spanking new studio. We cannot wait. But in the meantime, be sure, like and subscribe to the podcast. Our numbers are up, and that's because of all of you. We're having our best month to date. Let's keep this party moving. Let's have a great time. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review. Like Bo said, check out the PHNX Merchandise Locker for all the freshest deals that we got going on because we got many, many more to come. It's been awesome today, guys. We will be back manana. But for now, peace. Everybody take care. Have a great rest of your day. And uh, I think Bo and I will run this back tomorrow. What do you say, Bo? Let's do it. Four o'clock. How about that? Today. See you guys.